Welcome back to the Grim and Glamorous podcast, and we are your hosts, Albie G, Andrea. This is the second part of our holiday podcast episode series, and in the first part we talked about Christmas and the holidays and different traditions that we have, and in this second part we wanted to talk about 2019 and the year ahead. We also wanted to talk about 2019 it's almost here, basically. If you're listening to this, it's probably already It's probably already 2019, so Happy New Year if yeah, you're listening. Happy New Year. And um, yeah, we hope your holidays in general were pretty good, but we hope your next year in particular um, is a good one. But we just kind of wanted to look ahead towards like maybe trends that we saw this past year, if they're going to stick around. Um, maybe things that we think are going to be big in 2019. Um, and also like resolutions. I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. do New Year's resolutions and I would probably say the majority of people forget about them. Oh yeah. Um, so just talk about like the idea of like, you know, what's a good resolution or like, what are some common ones to get into that a little bit? Um, but I know a lot of people have things like, you know, they want to start, like, exercising more. Like, fitness is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, eating better is another big one. Um, I think some people make, like, the goal to, like, get, like, a better job during the year or, yeah, um, you know, to make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, I think it's interesting if you ask people like why they choose certain things you know resolutions i guess would be to make your life better Mm -hmm. um but if you think about it like it's funny that people choose stuff like that because those are things that are like very like it takes a lot of hard work to get those things accomplished and it's not pleasant to do those like I like I have a lot of friends that are like into fitness mm-hmm. and they're like okay like they post on Instagram I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out and the ones that are consistent about it like it's hard work like they're not enjoying it like they're like this sucks like but I'm going to do it because it's a goal of mine um you know some people like working out but like intense like cardio and physical training to get like healthier and like fitter Mm -hmm. like that's not easy to do right and I think um you know you see a lot of people have that goal but they don't like take the process or put in the hard work to actually get there um like for me I don't I've never been like super into fitness but I do like running like I'll try to run you know a mile or two miles every other day like it's sort of just a habit that I've had from like doing sports in college and high school but um I've never been like oh I'm gonna do a marathon or I'm gonna do you know super intense training because I just I don't really enjoy it Mm -hmm. but I do try to stay like active and healthy um so I think there is that line of like you know what's your goal exactly and what are you Mm -hmm. expecting out of it Mm -hmm. and what are you gonna do to like achieve it yeah because I feel like if your goal is to be as fit as possible like that's going to be hard and maybe like not to say like a better goal but maybe a more realistic goal would be I'm going to take steps to be healthier Mm -hmm. so I'm going to try to run a little bit or I'm going to try to eat better food or um 
you know, stuff like that. Like, I think it's more manageable to be realistic and have, like, a smaller goal that's more um, attainable. Right. Because you don't want to get, like... um, you don't want to get discouraged because you're not getting where you need to be mm-hmm. right away. Um, so, yeah, if I don't know if any of you are, you know, planning on making resolutions, but I think that's just my opinion on how to go about it the right way. Um, you know, set markers and, and, you know, maybe have that goal of like I want to be there, but don't get frustrated because if it's a good goal, it's going to it's going to be something that is going to take a while to get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's just something that I see every year. Like, you know, people post, oh, I'm going to, I want this for the next year. Mm-hmm. And it's always something like fitness or healthy eating or, you know, like you said, um, you know, career stuff. Like that's another thing that it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that's going to take a while to get there. Exactly. Yeah. On that note, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to do anything. You don't have anything, any resolutions, any, uh goals yeah you know um i don't know if i'm a big resolution person i think i've done them in the past but Mm -hmm. you know you forget about them and i don't think i have one for this year i mean yeah i i I can't even think of one that i would like want (laughs) to do everything that i like you know, I, I do have, I am somebody that's very, like, goal-oriented. Mm-hmm. That sounds like such a, like, resume, job interview yeah. kind of word. But I do like to make, like, lists and, like, check up check them off as I go along throughout my day sometimes. But even, like, I'll have, like, okay, what am I going to do, you know, for school or for work for the next couple months? Mm-hmm. So I think I'm already, like, that's something I do as part of my routine anyway. So mm-hmm. there's not really anything that I, like want to do very different this year mm-hmm. you know I just got a new job that I'm going to be starting pretty soon um, and that took some time to find that and you know to do that I had to like redo my resume and apply to jobs and do interviews and like buy new interview clothes like that those are all stuff that was part of that um, and then you know school I'm doing school like that's always something that's been important to me but um, yeah those are like long-term stuff that mm-hmm. you know one year is not going to make the difference. Like, that's something that I've been working on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe my resolution is just keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing until you yeah. get to the place that you want to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the, I mean, one thing I have been wanting to do is, like, um, take another art class. Like, I took a drawing class, but I, I really didn't pursue that as hard as I wanted to mm-hmm. um like art is something that I enjoy like I like drawing I, I want to learn how to do like painting that, that was something I did mm-hmm. in high school and I really kind of fell out of it um I know you were like a big artist in high school too yeah um, I took a lot of art classes in high school and in college, college too right yes um I think it's fun like to me I enjoy the process of like I don't know drawing it's really relaxing for me mm-hmm. so Maybe, like, finding a good class that I'm comfortable with that I can take my time and, like, work mm-hmm. on some stuff. But um, that's, if, if I were to say I have a resolution, would probably be to, like, find a good class, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How about for yourself? Do you have anything? Or what's your approach to uh, resolutions? Like? You know, New Year's resolutions are something that I've never, that I 
that I never like set for myself like I don't go out and be like okay 2018 I'm gonna go and do this 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 and this mm-hmm. um because like you said it's it's sometimes they're just not realistic so um I think that this year I maybe I could just like set small goals for myself mm-hmm. to see like you know I mean because eventually like okay for example like I think that I mean, I don't like to eat a lot of meat, so, like, I think, like, maybe one of my goals for this year is to try to eat less meat, and maybe, like, eventually, one day, not, I'm not saying, oh, 2019, I'm going to be a strict vegetarian, I'm going to go straight into, like, veganism. No, I'm just going to be, like, you know, eat less meat, Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe eventually come to a place where I'm completely, like, meat-free, like, I think that would be, you know, something like that. Um... And also, like, I eventually want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, like, a goal for myself this year would be that I fill out the FAFSA. <laughs> because I hate doing the FAFSA. Yeah. That's, like, something I don't enjoy doing. So maybe this year, like, I can just sit down and take, like, a few hours and uh, fill that out. Yeah. You know, just to get the ball rolling. Um, yeah, the FAFSA, I mean, I I do that every year. And... Every other year, I forget to do it, and like I'm late, and I'm like, oh crap, it's like school's about to start, and I haven't filled this out, and they're like, we're waiting on your thing, and I'm like, oh my god, and it is like, yeah, it sucks to fill that. I out, know, but, yeah. and I mean, I remember when I still when I had to do it in high school for college, and I was like, I don't want to fill this out, and then like you have to fill it out every year, and I'm like, I just filled this out last year. It's the same info as it was this year. Like, it's just one of those, it's one of those things that you don't want to do. Like, one of those things you don't want to do, but you have to do. But yeah, so like, maybe I can go and fill the FAFSA. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying to, I I had something else too that I thought of. Oh, like maybe like take like a cooking class or something like that. Because, um, I don't, I mean, I know how to bake. I don't really know how to cook. So, I think that would be something, like, fun to do. Um, maybe, like, take a cooking class. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, one of those, like, one, one-time one cooking classes. Like, I think that would be, like, kind of cool to do. Yeah. You know, um, that reminds me. Um, I was in downtown Santa Ana um, last week. And I went by, do you know where the Gypsy Den is? Yes. So, like, two doors down, there's, like, a cooking storefront, and all they do is, like, have cooking classes. No way. And there's, like, a schedule on the door. Every time I go by there uh, at night, like, the evening, there's, like, a cooking class going on, and people are there with, like, their bowls and their whisks, and there's, like, a teacher, and they're kind of helping them out. Oh, cool. And I think what it is... um, it's almost like a membership. You can pay for, like, a month of classes, or you can pay, like, individual ones. Oh, that's cool. Because um, when I went by there, um, when I went by there last week, there's, like, a list of the different types of classes they have, and they're all very different. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that might be a, a oh, place that'd to be check fun. out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Um, yeah. I think that would be fun. Or... 
I think another thing of mine, too, would be, like, picking up, like, another, like, hobby or something to do to, like, you know, just occupy time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is this thing that I do want to do um, that I've been wanting to do for a little bit was to, like, make something, like, on, like, a piece of, uh, like, on a piece of clothing. Like, I wanted to get, like, a denim jacket and then decorate it. Like, that's what I want to do. So maybe, like, one of those goals would be, like, for me to, like, actually go out and design it and then actually put it together. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, um, I don't know. I think it was, like, I think we were talking about trends and stuff like that. Like, denim jackets with, like, patches and, like, um, little designs and stuff on it. Like, I want to create one of those. Yeah. So, um you know, when I um, I briefly worked at a Levi store um, when I was in New York, uh, and I didn't work there long because I I hated it there. <laughs> um, it was just a toxic work environment. Like, my manager was terrible, and we all agreed. And <laughs> if you work for Levi's or are affiliated with the company, you should listen to this because it's not constructive constructive criticism but um anyway (laughs) they have like um like a custom area where you can create your own jeans and then they also have like um like patches like you can buy patches Mm -hmm. and you can like sew them on or you can like add them to the sleeves um so i thought it was cool that they do that there um but if you get it done there um it is expensive like Mm -hmm. it i mean it's like buying a custom you know item of clothing so it's like going to be several hundred really was that expensive to maybe like 500 um yeah if you want to make custom jeans too it can get really expensive depending on like what your what the material is um the fit like the wash um it yeah it's surprisingly it can get really expensive on like close to like 800 dollars if you want your own custom pair of Levi's but um but yeah, I think that was something that I saw in 2018. Just like denim, lots of denim. Denim's never going to go out of style, though. Yeah, I think we talked about that on our 90s show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, just to kind of wrap up the resolution thing, I think those are definitely some good manageable goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, like yo, let's get into the just trends i guess like our predictions Mm -hmm. for 2019 um i'm trying to look back at this past year and like i mean what did we see this year for sure it was a total like 90s throwback so do you think that coming into 2019 do you think that throwback like towards clothes or towards the 90s in general do you think that's gonna stay or do you think it's going to, like, just be, you know, just a little a little thing that they have and that's going to, you know, fade away? I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, all these, like, fluffy jackets and, like, I think this, I mean, separately, I want to say that another trend um, that I saw this year, maybe it'll be, like, more into 2019 is like the holographic trend i don't know if you've seen like a lot of things that were like holographic whether it was like holographic glitter or like um 
you know, like bags, backpacks. I have a cool holographic backpack that I got in October. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I I hope that doesn't go away because I really enjoy it. But um, I don't know. Do you think that those things are going to go away? Um, you know, when we were talking about um, trends, mm-hmm. when we did our second episode, um, mm-hmm. we did talk a lot about like 90s and just like retro stuff, like 70s, 80s. Um, I thought what we've seen in stores so far has been more heavily 90s. Yeah. Um, if I had to make a guess, I would say that's probably going to die out a little bit. Um, and I would say probably we'll see at least spring... 2019 definitely by summer i think that'll probably be over and then we're gonna see probably more influences from the other decades that they were touching on Mm -hmm. so like more 80s and more maybe 70s stuff um because they're very different yeah Um, oh here's something that i hope doesn't stay um, according to Vogue, one of the trends for 2019 is bike shorts. Bike shorts? Yeah. Like those, like those stretchy, not short, not long, like right in the middle of your thigh. Okay. <laughs> bike shorts. And is I'm this like, for, um... this is Vogue. This is... No, I mean, like, is this like men, women, everybody? Um, on the picture so far, it's... It's on a woman, and it says that there, <laughs> wow, there's a 1,323% increase in searches for bike shorts. Hmm. Yeah. Not something that I'm into. Yeah. I. But. I don't know. I feel like that's just the latest take on like athleisure and like yoga pants and sweatpants. Like that's just. To me, that kind of fits into that same um, realm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I can see that happening. But I think people... Okay. If I had to predict, is that going to be successful? I think we're, we'll definitely see it more. But I would say I think people will fall back more towards um, just like yoga pants and sweatpants like Mm. we've been seeing because the other thing too is that like bike shorts to me that's very like california like those are fine to wear if you can say that (laughs) if the weather's okay (laughs) like when i was in new york for the entire like end of the year all the way through like february or march even people are bundled up like they're not oh yeah in like um like shorts so i think that's probably going to be more regional so i would say if we were to see it i would probably it would probably be around here probably be around here like la that's true um but i would also say i don't know i don't really see that being super big although sometimes weird stuff like that does stick and it's like yeah yeah so um yeah I, i could totally see that um 
you you mentioned Vogue, and I'm reading about like their predictions for 2019 in terms of fashion. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that they they're talking about how there's no like one overarching theme, and they say that kind of mirrors um, the world that we live in now, where there's just like a lot going on, but there's no like one like monoculture of like fashion. Mm-hmm. There's like different factions. Um, like there's one that they're talking about with um, like bohemian, like beach bohemian travel, um, like an array of cultures and colors, like mm-hmm. as being like one kind of a thing. So they're calling it like bohemian California surfer girl. Okay. And like Mediterranean holiday. Mediterranean holiday. I feel like that's just like Southern California in general. I was gonna like, say that's very, like, like Venice Beach and like Santa Monica. I was like, that's already and, a like, thing. Huntington. That's like, that's always been a that's thing. That's always here. here. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this is just sort of and like Vogue is like an East Coast um, institution. Like they're very dominantly set in like New York and like internationally like Paris and London. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah. So basically, California style so, stuff. Yeah. If there is okay. that, such a thing, um, I'm trying to read what else. Um, so going back to like the whole '90s discussion, um, they're saying like bold shoulders and like shoulder pads are coming back, like mm-hmm. boxy, boxy blazers with like loose cuts. Like that's very '80s to me. Like that's yeah. that's a guy. Like we're looking at Vogue on their website and this guy has like a very big boxy jacket like to me that's like early 90s 80s Mm -hmm. i don't mind it i mean the boxy shoulder i don't mind if it's without like a shoulder pad even better yeah um so i mean i guess that's sort of along the same lines of what we've been talking about like um just like decades style wear like that's very like 80s 90s Mm Um, they're also saying like beige, beige is like a big thing right now or that they're predicting, mm. um, bright colors. I'm into that. I'm into bright colors. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're going to start to get away from like the nineties stuff. Mm-hmm. They're saying like intricate black. So like, not just like basic black, but like heavily detailed, like fringe embroidery, different colors, like matte, shiny, so like glitz glam okay that type of a of a thing so um to me like the 70s and the the 70s was very like counterculture you had like fringe and like very hippie and Mm -hmm. i feel like that can fit into like that era but it also can fit into like the bohemian surfer kind of a thing that they were talking about oh yeah um it's very like uh coachella vibes that's what that gives me yeah and then the other thing too is um i feel like the 80s was very like colorful and bold and boxy Mm -hmm. and i mean 80s to like early 90s Mm -hmm. because what i think what we saw for like the 90s trend this past year it was more like mid to late 90s like bands band t-shirts and denim and and I think that's very different than, like, 
this type of stuff that that oh yeah i think they're predicting is going to come out mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean and there's always some overlap too like between years and between trends you're going to see a little bit mm-hmm. of both and then something new come in so um yeah the bike shorts thing is kind of interesting because i i don't think i would ever wear a pair but no i'm not into it yeah bike shorts and, yeah. a, and a long t-shirt <laughs> I, so yeah I, i'm very much against like I, well i hate bikes in general so oh me too yeah i think we talked about this before yeah we're not um, bike people yeah i you know and i know the bike <laughs> lobby is a very powerful political group I know. in this country so but, sorry um <laughs> i just think like yeah in new york especially I, I was reading this book there's a book that i just bought about somebody that moved to new york and he's describing his life there and he he says one day he bought a bike because he wanted one he had one as a kid and so he went into the store bought the bike and he went outside and he immediately regretted it <laughs> because he's like i probably almost got killed three or four times on the way home he's like because traffic is so crazy over there that you basically have to be insane to drive a bike in the streets there oh yeah so there's that and mm-hmm. then here i feel like there's bike lanes and stuff but like people get hit like it's just a very like not safe thing and then they also just don't in my experience i've seen bikers that are just very slow and they clog up traffic Mm -hmm. or they don't pay attention and it's just like no i've known some people who have gotten hit by cars on bikes before and they're like oh yeah it happens all the time i'm like it happens all the time i'm like why do you continue to ride a bike yeah and we're talking bicycles, not like yeah, not like not motorcycles. motorcycles. Yeah, because bikes. I mean, to me, it's like like the speed and safety aspect of it. Like motorcycles, I know that they're, you know, like more dangerous than cars. And mm-hmm. I have friends that have them, and you know, they've fallen down a few times. But at least you're going like the same speed as a car. You know, if you're in a bicycle, you're just like huffing and puffing and. There's, like, four or five cars behind this yeah. guy, and he's not moving. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, yeah, why, mm-hmm. why are they there? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But also respect them. Also respect them on the road. I mean, I respect oh, well, bicycles of, of on course, the road. you're not going to run them over. I mean, give them their, what is it? The law is, like, you give them three feet. Yeah. Which I think is, like, nothing. I think you should give them more space. Yeah, three but... feet is, like, they're right in front of your car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, give them more space than that. Yeah. Change lanes. But yeah, uh, we're very anti-bicycle on this podcast. <laughs> I guess kind so. of, but yeah. like we're kind of joking, but we're kind of not. Yeah, so. just drive your bikes safely. Drive them on the sidewalk for the love um, of God. Well, no, you know, Dad has a story that he was almost run down by a bicycle while he was on the sidewalk, and he was all upset <laughs> about that because the bike because they take up all the space on the sidewalk. Yes. Well, because they were on the sidewalk and Dad was walking, and they like ran into him. So there's really no good space for a no, bicycle. No, really, <laughs> except for your backyard. Instead of the comfort of your own home. <laughs> except a stationary bike in your living room. Yeah. You know, even like, I, like, not to get too into this, we've already been talking about it for a while, but <laughs> even like the arguments that like, oh, I take a bike to work or I use it for transportation, mm-hmm. like there's public transit, like there's buses, like there's more efficient ways to like get around, at yeah. least around here. That's true. In New, in New York, there's no good argument for a bicycle on any level because you have the subway, you have taxis, you have... There's not really room for bikes. Uber. 
if you think about it. There's... Yeah. On the subway, when someone brings a bike onto the subway, everybody rolls their eyes at them because it takes up so much room. Yeah. So um, here, I guess there's more space or whatever, but... Uh, I mean, even the buses will carry your bike for you. Yeah. But yeah, they're... Yeah. Just take an Uber. Take so, yeah. a lift. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one gift I would never want for Christmas. We're talking about Christmas gifts. I would never want a bicycle because... Honestly, okay. Like, the one of the reasons why I don't like bicycles is because I don't fit on one. Bicycles are too high for me. Like, I don't... Well, you I can, can get, lower the seat. I can lower the seat to the lowest possible point and it'd still be too high for you can me. Get a, uh, and a, I'm a not getting bike. I'm not getting a kid's bike. It's really not that much different. I'm not getting a kid's bike because it just look like a little kid's bike. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be 35 years old on a kid's bike, on a Ninja Turtle bike, on a Barbie bike. Yeah. Maybe a Barbie bike. I okay. think that would be cute. There you but... go. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was our rant about bicycles. Yeah. and um, Just a long way of saying that the bike shorts trend may or may not take off. I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't. I'm hoping but, it does not take yeah. off at all. Um, I'm trying to look at some other trends that could be coming out in 2019 just to kind of wrap things up um, on that. And I'm looking at, like, lifestyle stuff. and Another thing that it says, too, this is on, like, Fox News or something like that. Um, big showy necklaces, like statement necklaces. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that. I love a big showy, like, a big gaudy necklace. Like, those are probably one of my favorite things. Um, faux fur. Faux fur? Yeah. Faux fur. Love it. I yeah, mean... Um, fur is always a tough thing to talk about because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are against it. Um, a lot of, A lot of brands have been for years trying to get away from using real fur products Mm -hmm. um and then on the other hand there are some high fashion brands that continuously use stuff like you know real leather or real fur so i mean it just depends on your your personal Mm -hmm. ethics um like i mean it's kind of hard for me because i i don't really think anybody should wear fur like i mean you don't need a giant fur coat anymore like remember like in the 50s yeah like in the 50s where there was like so glamorous to have like a um their big thing was like a mink a mink jacket or a mink stole or Mm -hmm. a fox um fox stole fox like a shawl or something like that yeah and okay Honestly, like, if you go to, like, an antique store and you see, like, a genuine, like, fox stole or mink stole, they're just basically mink or fox carcasses sewn together. Have you ever seen one in real life before? Yeah. Like, um, if you go to, like, the orange circle, like, sometimes they'll sell, like, them from, like, the 50s or, like, you know, like, the 40s. And they're just, like, animal bodies sewn together to try to keep you warm. That disturbs me in, like, that really scares me. Like, it grosses me out so much. I'm like, why was this so fashionable? Why would you want to wear a dead animal around your neck? Yeah. See, that, um, (laughs) 
I think that's a, that's a good point. And we were talking about this earlier. Um, we went to go get food with mom, and we were talking about um, <laughs> like cooking like a lobster and how like you actually oh, yeah, yeah. like it's alive and you have to put in the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's such a good point that people don't really think about. And this goes for like fashion in terms of like leather and fur and animal products and like cosmetics to like food like if you're not like vegetarian or vegan um what you're eating and wearing is like most likely the product of like a living thing like an animal or a plant or whatever um and so it's sort of like I think it's something that people don't really register because we're so removed from the process of like making it or like Mm -hmm. it basically just buying it and consuming it without thinking about what goes on behind that. Um, When I was in New York and working for this designer in the garment district, there was one street where um, they called it like fur road. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like animal furs and animal skins like leather, alligator, um, yeah like mink like there's specific uh, stores on this street that's like specialized in that those um, products right and um, it used to be a much bigger area like it used to be like a whole block um, or several blocks in the garment mm-hmm. district now it's just like one street um, but yeah for years like that whole area people would just be carrying like furs and you know and leather around in that um in that district but um when you're going through there you do kind of see like okay like it's actually like the skin of an animal that was Mm -hmm. there um so like i mean everybody again like has different ethics and things that they're okay with in terms of you know daily living and i'm not somebody that judges you know what's right or what's wrong for an individual like i think it's up to the person to decide for themselves but what I, I think is important is being aware of those things. You know, like if you like you mentioned eating meat and eating uh-huh. less meat, like that's a goal of yours this year. Um, I think that should that should be true for everybody to think about, okay, like I eat meat, I'm okay with it. But realize like what are those practices that are used in like, uh-huh. you know, the beef industry, the chicken industry. Um, because I think if more people were aware of it, people would at least feel differently about it even if Mm -hmm. you still decide to consume it yeah um but yeah i think the same is true for fashion like Mm -hmm. you know um if you see how it's made you may feel differently Mm -hmm. yeah i that's one element of fashion that i think it can be controversial and um you know i would say if you're buying stuff and you're not really sure where it comes from or how it's made even if it's something that you're like okay after you look that up and you're like i'm okay with it at least you should know Mm -hmm. something about that process um that would be just like my ideal you know whether you decide to buy something or not it's up to you whether you you know dietary reasons again it's up to the person but um I think it's best you can sleep a little bit better knowing more about it. Or maybe less. Maybe it'll make you feel bad and guilty and then you won't buy it. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope so. But yeah. <laughs> um, those were kind of our 
trends that we saw could be coming up in 2019 uh if there's anything that you think is really going to take off that we really didn't cover um you know again reach send us an email or Mm -hmm. reach us on instagram and let us know i wanted to also talk about i always think it's interesting when you know I feel like every time at the end of the year, if you go on like the news or um, you read like the papers or the tabloids, there's always like something about like, okay, like what's going to happen in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just such a dramatic world that we live in now. Like there's a lot of drama in very all different areas, like constantly, like there's social media, there's politics, there's like news, there's, um, like natural disasters, um, like there were fires in California that were really bad this year. Yeah. Um, like there's just been a lot of stuff in 2018. So, if if you were to guess, like, okay, 2019 is it going to be more of the same, or is that going to slow down a little bit? Um, like, what would you say? Hmm. I think that like. I want to say it's going to be more of the same because I feel like nothing has really changed. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe like the um, like the fires and stuff like that. Like I always feel like they're getting worse as opposed to getting better. So I think that's, you know, Mm. that's uh, what is it? Global warming or whatever, like all that kind of thing, like climate, climate change, climate change. Yeah. Like that's always that's gonna get worse Mm -hmm. um but other than that like i think everything else is basically the same yeah um there was one like in one of the the um the uk tabloids they have like weird news and they have like some lady in bulgaria that's long dead but she has like predictions or whatever for every year and one of hers was, like, like more natural disasters, she said, in 2019. And on some level, I guess that's kind of scary that somebody's, like, okay, predicting for 2019, there's going to be earthquakes and floods. But I feel like on some level, that's not a big uh, out-of-this-world prediction, mm-hmm. you know? Because I feel like that is something that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's because it happens all the time now. Yeah, it's, like... There's hurricanes and floods and fires and uh, maybe the big thing, I guess, would be an earthquake because on the West Coast, like for years and decades, people have been expecting like a major Mm -hmm. earthquake and that's always on people's minds over here. Like we'll have minor ones, but they're really not a big, a big deal. Yeah, we're just waiting for the big one. Like this huge earthquake. Um, But we've also been waiting for the big one for like, what? The 80s and the 90s. Yeah, like, and even on a longer scale, like, it's, like, thousands or hundreds or thousands of years overdue, mm-hmm. so. Um, there's, like, the San Andreas Fault that runs through California mm-hmm. and through, like, Los Angeles to, like, San Diego. Um, so that would be the one thing where I would be surprised if that actually happened. If there was, like, an earthquake here or there that wasn't super big, but it was still, like, big. Or like you know moderate, like, big enough. like yeah. moderate. I would still, I would say like okay, like that was that would be a major event. Mm-hmm. But I would be, you know, shocked if there was like a huge one. But you know, 
I guess it's very like when you're making predictions like that. I guess it's very easy to just be like, oh, like this will happen, this will happen, and mm-hmm. then if it does happen, you look brilliant, and then if it doesn't, it's just like, oh well, try again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would I would agree with you on that. I would say probably more like, um, like harsh weather. Or, like, hurricanes or floods or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just goes back to, like, preparing for stuff like that. Um, it's just always a good idea to be prepared for situations like that. Um, because, you know, they may not happen, but if they do, it's they good do. To, to be aware and prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think my other thing about okay what will happen in 2019 or what do i think will happen um i would say you know 2018 is when i really got into like i wouldn't say into social media but more aware of what's going on on different platforms so like Uh 2018 for me was like the year of youtube like i and I think it's partially you to blame for this because you, like, <laughs> got me into YouTube. And, but I became more aware of, like, what people are doing on that platform. Mm-hmm. And I think 2018 was this year when um, the platform changed a lot. And so, like, what's trending and what's popular and how YouTube presents that to people and how content creators go about making their stuff. Um, I felt like this year was a year of, like, at least towards the end of the year it was creators struggling with like how do we um engage with people in a different way uh-huh. so if i had to guess what would happen in 2019 i would say probably more experimentation in terms of creating new content so um i know like like we're fans of like shane and he had like that big um shane dawson he had that like documentary series mm-hmm. about um is it like logan paul or logan paul he had jeffrey star, star um the graveyard girl um i'm forgetting one am i forgetting one i think i am i think i'm forgetting one yeah but i mean that's okay but yeah he he did this like in-depth look at people and like um like youtubers and people in the media and sort of like went behind the scenes you get a little bit of more context to like their life and what they go through and Mm so you sort of view them in a different lens after you watch it whether you like them or not whether you you know agree with what how they do things um I don't know I, I think I I think it's interesting that he did that I don't know if I think that's where 2019 is heading I just think there's going to be more ideas um or new ways to connect creators with um their audience Mm -hmm. so like i mean for us we use social media and we have this podcast but um you know there are so many different ways to connect with people um you know email instagram social media facebook um i feel like there's going to be more of a concentration like better quality of interactions Mm -hmm. through less platforms if that makes sense okay um yeah i mean what do you think about that like do you think that um 
like that was that something that we did see in 2018 just like new ways of like using um yeah i mean i believe that like the content got better this year like i think that creators focused on uh quality as opposed to like quantity because i've noticed that there's less videos Mm -hmm. but also the videos that they do put out are more interesting to watch they're more there's more like um put into it than what they used to um and it's not like a lot of filler it's like stuff that you actually like are interested in looking at right so i think maybe that like creators are gonna now focus on their content and what they put out as opposed to gotta put a video up gotta put a uh gotta post an instagram photo up today like um yeah you know as opposed to like They'll stay relevant if their content is good, as opposed to we're going to stay relevant if we just post every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also see more people going live and talking to their audience and their followers that way, um, as opposed to not connecting with them. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. because some of them will just, like, you know, they'll post something. And then everybody will comment on it, mm-hmm. whether it's their Instagram or their YouTube or whatever. Um, but now, like, you'll see more of, like, those social media people, the, you know, the influencers, the creators, they'll go live and they'll um, they'll talk to they'll talk to their fans through that and um yeah like answer their questions they'll answer their questions yeah engage with them yeah and like they i think they ask more questions now they want to know like what you know what do you guys want to see next what do you guys think is interesting like they want to know what we want to see or you know what we want to hear what we want to see i think that's going to go um in 2019 i think that's going to be um something that they're gonna follow through with more and also i've seen a lot of like crossover things too like social media people with people like on tv i don't know if that makes any sense like Hmm. i've seen a lot of that i've seen a lot of like crossover so i think maybe this next coming year 2019 i think we're gonna see a lot of that we're gonna see a lot of like crossover like between like traditional platforms yes like yeah and this sort of newer uh media mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's probably a good um a good prediction I, I definitely agree that interaction is something that i'm seeing a lot more um yeah just getting that feedback right away mm-hmm. while you're you know having your content out there um Yeah, and then one last thing, I think before we wrap up this discussion on 2019 and the new year, along those same lines, I don't know if you saw this, but Netflix has like a Black Mirror episode or that just came out that's interactive. Like you can choose your own. What? Choose your own story. So like as you're watching, there's going to be points in it where it, um, you click on like what to do next. No way. Yeah, this just came out. Um a couple days ago and uh i thought that was really cool like you, and there were articles did you watch it? Did i you haven't it? watched it yet i'm i'll probably do that 
um, this next week. But um, there were a lot of articles, <laughs> like the reaction to that and sort of, oh, like how do you go about and want to get, like find out all the endings or all the different paths. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know if you remember reading like Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. There was, um, at some point, Goosebumps had a book that was like choose your own adventure. So it was like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, you would get to certain points in the story, and then it's like, if you want to take this door, go, go to, to page. page whatever. Yeah. Or if you want to choose the other door, go to this other page. I actually like those. Yeah, they're kind of fun. Like, they make it, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like a not traditional, not a traditional book, but it's fun, interactive. If you don't like what you got, you can go back, and like, mm-hmm. you can read it several times to get a different outcome. So I think that that's interesting, and I think we'll probably see more of that. Mm-hmm. And Netflix has a lot. Like, they have a big budget. They have their own content now routinely. They're coming out with new stuff seemingly every week, every month. So if I had to guess, I would probably say we'll probably see more of that. More um, choose-your-own-adventures? Yeah, because, I mean, the reaction so far has been good for, our, for hmm. this particular um, it's like Black Mirror, like a special edition of it or something. It'll be interesting to see, like, if there are any creators out there who who will follow that, who will take that idea, and like maybe like Shane will have like a choose your own YouTube adventure or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's our maybe that's our YouTube live episode. Maybe that's the grim and glamorous podcast like resolution slash goal is to eventually get something like that yeah, going like that would be cool i mean we do have a youtube already but maybe yeah. we can do like a live stream or we can do a um like our first official youtube creator video oh like actual video content like, like right now we just upload our episodes yeah. like the audio um, to our YouTube channel, but you mean actually have like some video content out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are two good goals to have, mm-hmm. and we have the whole year to get to those. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, we'll do <laughs> one by half the year, and then the other one half. Or I don't know. Okay, we'll, pl- we'll play it by ear. But well, we will. Yeah, but we have those... a lot of fun things ahead. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um. But yeah, I think that wraps up our discussion um we talked about christmas some fun gifts um new year's resolutions and some of our predictions and trends that we think are going to happen this next year but yeah any any final thoughts on what we were talking about 2019 Um, no well if you're listening in uh 2019 hopefully you had a a good and safe new year's yeah um 2019 we made it this far i think that's an accomplishment in and of itself I think so. um and we'll see what the next year holds but we hope um at least from our podcast that you had a good christmas and a happy new year and we hope it's going to be a great one mm-hmm All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and take care. See you next time.